Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, November the 3rd, 2022, and um, so glad that you're on. Hope you're having a great day so far, uh, wherever you are, whatever's going on. Uh, hope it's going well. We uh, we are tracking through the Psalms, and so today we'll be in Psalm 38 here in just a moment, and if time permits... Uh, we'll do a, a reading from C.S. Lewis. Uh, last few times around, we haven't, we've been kind of inconsistent with our C.S. Lewis readings just because it's time. So, but yesterday's psalm was long. Psalm 37, fret not. You know, don't fret. It was a long time. It was a long psalm. Uh, 38 is not as long, only 22 verses. So we, we got a little better odds today of getting there. Uh, to C.S. Lewis. So, good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Linda. Pastor Tim and Jane. Good morning. Um. All right. Let's do it, y'all. Let's jump in. Let's see. Uh. Let's see what the Word of the Lord has to say to us today. Good morning, Sandy. Psalm thirty-eight. You know what we do. We read. We pray. We change the world. Let's do it. Psalm thirty-eight. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. All right, so this is a Psalm of David. It says here a, a, a petition. He's, a, he's asking God uh, for something. He's asking something of God. Uh, so don't rebuke me in your anger. So he knows he's messed up. God, I know I'm messed up. Uh, but I'm just asking that you uh, show mercy, that you don't discipline me in your wrath, that you don't rebuke me in your anger. Um, that's a good starting point. I mean, first of all, it begins with a starting point of, of acknowledging that, hey, I messed up. Um, and it's good. Man, that's a good qual That's a good character trait. When you find a person who will acknowledge at least that much that they acknowledge it when they've messed up. And for us, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, something we should all strive to be honest about our failures, honest about when we mess up, confess when we sin, ask forgiveness. Right. So he's, so already he's starting in a good place. He's acknowledging that, you know, I messed up. Uh, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Good morning, everybody. Why is he saying that? Because he knows the day, you know, he knows the power of God. So he's also, in a sense, uh, confessing the power of God, right? I mean, he knows if God were to judge us in his, his or discipline us in his anger, we'd be toast, man. Or discipline us in his, discipline us in his wrath. No, like he's saying. He's acknowledging the power of God. He's not acknowledging his own failure, but also acknowledging the immense power of God. So he's pleading, uh, he's uh, appealing to God's uh, kindness and mercy. 
Verse 2, your arrows have pierced me, and your hand has come down on me. Hmm. He having a hard time. <laughs> and you can, you can tell that much. He, he having a hard time. Your arrows have pierced me. Like, I'm just, I'm struggling. I've had some bad things happen in my life. Some bad things come against me is what he's saying. And um, it's been hard. Your arrows have pierced me. Your hand has come down on me. Verse 3. Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. Hmm. So he feels like, now, whether he's accurate or not, we don't know. But his feeling is, God's against him, right? God, you're, you know, you're, because of your wrath, I have no health in my body. Now, where he, whether he's accurate that his uh, bad, poor health is a result of the wrath of God is uh, yet to be determined, but he feels that way. And sometimes we feel that way too, right? God, why are you picking on me? <laughs> God, why are you doing this to me? God, why me again? Hmm. We all been there. And that's what the psalm writer's doing. He's, be he's bemoaning the, his, uh, his present reality. Like, why? Uh, my guilt, but now, look, but now he's going to come clean. His actually his guilt. It ain't the Lord's wrath that's waiting him down necessarily. It's his own guilt, verse 4. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Hmm. You know, there's some truth to that, man. Like, uh, we we use that terminology, right? Weighed down in guilt, but it's it's true. It it literally weighs you down when you know you've messed up, when you know you've let God down, or let others down, or let yourself down. Um, it's a weight. It's a weight of guilt. And here, uh, David is saying, "My guilt has overwhelmed me, like a burden too heavy to bear." Hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of physical um, uh, ailments, physical uh, experiences, physical pains uh, that are really the result of spiritual realities: um, headaches, back aches, stomach aches, uh, on and on. So many physical things that we experience are actually not related to physical things at all. They're related to spiritual things. Uh, how many of you know guilt is a spiritual thing? Can you touch guilt? Can you bottle guilt up? No, it's a spiritual thing. It has to do with our conscience. It has to do with the fact that we are spiritual beings. And we have a, a sense of right and wrong. And so when we don't do what we sense is right, we feel guilt. And that guilt can manifest itself in physical, even heart conditions, stress, high blood pressure, on and on, right? My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. That's why it's good for your health to get clean before Jesus. <laughs> it's good for your health. It's good for your health, health to confess sin. To let that burden go, to find freedom and renewal and new life in Jesus. It actually is literally good for your health. 
I mean, it's real good for your spiritual health because uh, <laughs> if you don't confess, if you don't confess and repent, uh, then you know, long term things aren't too going to be too great for you. But if you do, you'll have eternal life. But it's also good for your health, right? You know, when there's a when there's animosity between people, when there's tension, when there's strife, when there's a division in, with an important relationship, how many of you know that affects you spiritually and emotionally? Yeah, we all know that. You, you definitely know that it affects you emotionally, but do you realize how, how these, the spiritual toll it takes on your body? David is carrying that guilt. That guilt is overwhelming him, right? It's too heavy for me to bear. Verse 5, my wounds fester. Wasn't he a member of the Adams family? Uncle Fester? <laughs> I'm sorry. Squirrel. Squirrel. Uncle Fester. Was that his name? The Munsters? Or the Adams family? Different group. The Adams family. Uncle Fester. Was that his name? Um, Uncle Fester. Hmm. My wounds fester. That's an interesting word anyway. My wounds fester and are loathsome. There's a word we don't use very much, loathsome. Man, my, uh, my wounds fester and are loathsome. Thank you, Adam's family. Yes, Mr. Uncle Fester. Yeah. Um, my wounds are loathsome. Sometimes your children are loathsome. Look, kids, y'all, you're a lot to carry today. You y'all are a lot. You ever tell your children that? Look, today y'all y'all being a lot. <laughs> Every day. Look, kids, y'all being a lot. Y'all loathsome. Y'all need to just relax. My back is tired of carrying y'all. Um. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. That's what David says. Well, he's just saying physically, I can't even heal. My body ain't even healing right. I can't even heal up. <laughs> Y'all all a lot. Yeah. That's uh, for sure. I'm just going to let you know. You you right here, you right there, you you a lot today. You got that one child that tries your patience. Tries your salvation every day. Look, little one. Look, little one. You a lot right now. And, you know, if you want to see your next birthday, you need to sell down because you're a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, he's saying his wounds are festering. They're loathsome because of his sinful father. His own sinfulness. He's, re he's recognizing his own problem. He's doing it. He caused it. But even his, even physically, he, he things la things aching longer, things ain't healing up. Just you just stress, man. I mean, stress slows everything down. Stress slows, slows slows everything down, and just you know that's why you need that relationship with Jesus where you can let the stress go, find freedom, peace, and praise God for peace. Verse six, I was bowed down and brought very low all day long. I will, I go about mourning. He's, he's sad, man. 
He's sad. He's brought low. You know how it is when you're discouraged, dep- even depressed, like, like literally clinically depressed. You know, it's just it's hard to raise your head, man. Keep your head down. You look down. You don't want to look anybody in the eye. You just kind of want to be closed off from other people. Mm-hmm. All day long, go about morning. That's horrible. Depression is horrible. Sadness, horrible. Walk around feeling like there's a cloud. Mm. That's how David's feeling right here. He's carrying all that, like a, like a, like a rain cloud following him all over the place. Verse seven: My back is filled with searing pain. My back killing me, y'all. That's what he's, that's what he's saying. My back, man. My back is even killing me. Like I got, man. He's hurting. How I many you know this brother? He's having a hard day. I mean, he's got the guilt is overwhelming him. He's got wounds that festering. He's got going around all day long with his head bowed low. Mourning, his back hurting. He got lower back pain, searing pain. That's what he says, verse 7. My back is filled with searing pain. How many of you guys got some searing pain right now? It's like, oh, oh, Lord, some in my, some in my shoulder. <laughs> and about the time you get the shoulder, oh, some in my hip. Mm, man, some up in my hip right now. You're telling you, y'all gonna have to slow down. Y'all gonna have to slow down. My, my mama's hip ain't right. Y'all gonna, to, <laughs> y'all gonna all just slow down. We're we gonna get there, just, but you gotta slow down because mama's, mama's hip's not right. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> it's got searing pain. Got searing pain in my shoulder, got searing pain in my, in my knee. That's me right now. Somebody last night was like, "Oh, you, you're knee okay? You, you still limping?" I was like, "Am I limping? I didn't think I was even limping." Yeah, a little bit. Oh man, this is normal. <laughs> My normal walk is a limp now. Like, come on, man, that ain't right. I was like, I was limping. He's like, "Oh yeah, you was limping a little bit." Ah oh, man, I thought I was walking normal. Mm-mm, no, you were limping. I could tell you were a little gippy. Oh, man, come on, man. I thought I was good. I thought I was over it. No, not really. He was he was uh he was kind of favoring that one side. <laughs> oh. Anyway, David, his back is filled with searing pain. There's no health in his body, that's what he says. Verse eight, I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. He's hurting, man. That man hurting all top to bottom. Physically, and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way he's hurting. Verse nine. All my longings lie open before you, Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. Man, it's true. You know, um, when you when you depressed, discouraged, frustrated, you don't even notice it sometimes. But you just start, you'll be sighing. You just be. Mmm. <sighs> 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 They ain't even they ain't even the words, man. They ain't even no words. We just sighing. <sighs> you ever work with somebody like that? <laughs> it's like, bro, what's wrong? Or nothing. Man, you've been sighing the whole day. What's going on? All I hear is over there is <clears throat> like a like a rhino. What's going? What is happening? But our sighing and our longings 
uh, are not hidden from the Lord. That's me anytime I'm working on a project. Mm. You know, sighing. It's not hidden from the Lord, though. You know, because some of them sighs, all they all they are, them sighs just cover up for cuss words. <laughs> it's just silent cuss words. You know it. The Lord hears you. He hears your heart. He knows what that means. Hmm. Verse 10. My heart pounds. Look at his heart. His heart even racing. This is a brother who's struggling. He's got, he's got a lot of sadness and guilt and depression. He's got a racing heart. He's got back pain. He's got guilt. He can't look up. He's, he's depressed. He's sad. His head's brought low. Man. He, he's sighing left and right. He ain't even talking, just sighing. Verse 11. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far away. Yeah, people don't like to be around people who are sad. I mean, it's just true. So even his friends, like, they don't they want to go around him. He's, he's a downer. Verse 12, those who want to kill me set their traps. Those who would harm me talk of, talk of my ruin. All day long, they scheme and lie. So you got people, now he's paranoid. <laughs> uh, maybe it's real, though. Maybe actually people are actually real, but are, are out to get him. You know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. <laughs> they actually might be. Um, but, yeah, he's got a lot going on, man. He worried about things. He's paranoid. He's got festering wounds. He's got, man, a lot. Now, now, he's, now he's thinking people are talking about him. Who talking about me? Nobody's talking about you, man. I think you're talking about me. Verse 13. I am like, a, like the deaf who cannot hear, like the mute who cannot speak. I have become like one who, who does not hear, whose mouth cannot off, offer, who can offer no reply. He's like, man, I'm worthless. I can't hear. I, I, just, I feel like I'm not a, a productive, helpful human being right now. I'm just, I can barely function. Wow. Verse 15. Lord, I wait for you. Mm, Lord, help me. You will answer, Lord my God. For I said, do not let them gloat or exalt themselves over me when my feet slip. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, what he's saying. Hey, man, that's your prayer today. Help me, Lord. I'm struggling. My back hurting. Got festering wounds. I feel downtrodden. I feel like people are talking about, I just, things just going rough, man. My my heart pounding. Lord, help me. I wait for you. Verse 17. For I am about to fall, and my pain is ever with me. Look, Lord, I don't know how much longer I can stand it. I don't know how much longer I'm going to make it. That's what he's saying. He's confessing. I'm about to fall. I'm about to fail. I confess my iniquity. There you go. There you go, brother. That's what you got to do. Got to confess it. I confess my iniquity. I am troubled by my sin. Many have become my enemies without cause. Um, those who hate me without reason are numerous. Those who repay my good with evil. They lodge accusations against me, though I seek only to do what is good. He's like, man, people out to get me. I'm struggling. Verse 21, Lord, do not forsake me. 
Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and my Savior. My Lord and my Savior. Hmm. We use those words a lot, like just throw them out there. Uh, come quickly to save me, my Lord and my Savior. It was Lord, you, you, the, my sovereign. You, you're over me. You, you, I, I answer to you. You're my Lord. You're my King. Um, so help me, my Lord and my Savior. What? You save me. You deliver me. You can, you're the one who delivers me out of the pit. You're the one who can rescue me from these things. It's good to know that God is our Lord and Savior. He leads us. He guides us but he also saves us when we find ourselves in a ditch. Man, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. I think we're going to have time to do C.S. Lewis today. How about that? Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on today on this November 3rd edition of the podcast. Thursday. Hope you guys got uh, you got some fun, fun plan for the weekend football. Alabama and LSU this weekend. That's a big one for us. That's a big one. LSU-Alabama this weekend. Georgia, Tennessee, that's a big one. Good man. I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm going to just say this. I think, I think LSU can beat Alabama. I don't normally say this, and I'm not saying we're going to win. I, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying uh, I've watched a lot of both of them this year, both Alabama and LSU, and I think I, they're beatable. LSU can beat. Alabama. I really think they can. And so what I'm saying is I would not be surprised if LSU beats Alabama. There will be some years I'd be very surprised if LSU could beat Alabama. But this year, honestly, I think they can beat them. I don't know if they will. I hope we I hope we do. I don't know if we will, but we can. So I anyway, that's this weekend. Um, what else? Let's do this, uh, scientific theories. That's what, uh, the reading is from C.S. Lewis today. Scientific theories. Hmm. Uh, let's see what he has to say. This is from, uh, the weight of glory. The weight of glory. Has it come to that? Does the whole vast structure of modern naturalism depend on positive evidence or, no, sorry, scratch the, uh, you miss one word, it messes it all up. Does the whole vast structure of modern naturalism depend not on positive evidence, but simply on a priori, priori, priori metaphysical prejudice? That's what is in it. Uh, on nothing, just basically on a, uh, a, uh, a prejudice. So is it come to the fact that we don't base uh, naturalism on evidence, but simply on our own prejudices? Um, C.S. Lewis is saying, yeah, I smell, I smell a rat here. Everybody talking about <laughs> follow the science, uh, but I feel like there's some prejudice going on. I feel like there's something else, some kind of metaphysical bias going on. Like there's a, like there, like there's a, there's a philosophy you're trying to push, not just, uh, you're not just following the science. There's a philosophy you're trying to, that's what he's saying. This was in the 1960s, man. Was it devised not to get in facts, but to keep out God? Hmm. So the, the system that, that they're going by is not devised to get facts, but to keep God out. That's what he's saying. See, he's saying all this, all this claim of, of, uh, of what I'm seeing 
uh, is that this whole structure is not about chasing the facts, but about it's devised to keep out the facts uh, and to keep out God. Hmm. Even, however, even if evolution in the strict biological sense has some better grounds than creationism, and I can't help thinking it, uh, well, I don't, it doesn't say that, it just says this. If evolution in the strict biological sense has some better grounds than this, and I can't help thinking it must, we should distinguish evolution in the strict sense from what must be called the universal evolutionism of, evolutionism of modern thought. So he's saying, you know, uh, there's something more than just these theories. There's, a, there's this... Um, there's this evolution of thought that is, that is uh, problematic. It's a problem. By universal evolutionism, I mean the belief that the very formula of universal process is from imperfect to perfect. Okay, so there's this, that's one of the major problems with uh, naturalism, right? It's this bias, um, uh, this, and, and this major problem that somehow um, things evolve from imperfect to perfect, uh, which is uh, which conflicts with everything else we observe in the universe. Um, in the universe, things tend to become less organized over time. Um, uh, they wear out in, in everything, right? You look at think of your car. Your car starts off; it's nice and new. Over time, what else? It, things wear out. I mean, your car doesn't get better over time; it wears out over time. Um, muscles, <laughs> the human body. It doesn't get better over time. It wears out over time. And it's like that in everything in the universe. And yet, there's this, uh, no, no one's following the facts. There's this out of the, out of the gate, a priori uh, belief um, that predetermines the results. I mean, the belief that the very formula of the universe, universal process is from imperfect to perfect, um, from small beginnings to great endings, from rudim rudimentary to elaborate, the belief which makes people find it natural to think that morality springs from savage taboos, like morality is just going to spring up from, from nothing, adult sentiment from infantile sexual maladjustments, Thought from instinct, that somehow thought can evolve from instinct, that mind, the idea of consciousness, can evolve from physical matter, that organic can evolve from inorganic, that cosmos from chaos. He's like, this is perhaps the deepest habit of mind in the contemporary world. It seems to me immensely implausible because it makes the general course of nature so very unlike those parts of nature we can observe. <laughs> He's like, so often uh, the modern scientific method, the mo modern philosophy, and I'm not even talking about scientists, I'm just talking about philosophy, modern philosophy, is just this bias against God. And it asks us to believe things that are unbelievable in any other part of the world. Where in the world does uh, consciousness arise from matter? Like, how, how is it that we can think? How is it that we can reason? How is it that we uh, have personal feelings? How is it that we can plan the future? If all that ever was was material and we evolved and uh, came from matter, 
How can you explain that? How did complex evolve from um, primal? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because it, as C.S. Lewis says, it's not like that anywhere in the observable world. You're asking us to believe the world is unlike anything in the observable world. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, of course, he's pushing for the idea that um, of God, that God created it, that a personal God created all that is, which is why things um, move in the direction that they move. Yeah. Where in the world does things that are uncomplicated evolve into complex? That doesn't. Things deteriorate over time. The sweater that you have doesn't become a, a, a more tightly knit sweater over time. No, what happens? Over time, the, 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 the knitting of that sweater becomes less tight, less, uh, it becomes frayed. And that's true all over the world. But it's supposed to be uh, that it, 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 it naturally evolves into these complex uh, entities, which is impossible, <laughs> which is unlike anything we observe in the natural world. The natural world is something like something you never would observe in the natural world. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. Let's pray, you guys. Thanks so much for being on. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, Psalm 38 that expresses so often um, our feelings when we're dealing with uh, guilt and shame, depression, sadness. Um, Lord, thank you that your word speaks to those things and gives us hope that you understand that you're with us and that we can cast all our cares on you because you care for us. Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're dealing with, may they do just that. May they cast all their cares upon you today and receive uh, in place of that guilt, that shame, that uh, festering wound. May they receive instead in the place of that peace and life and joy and hope. God, may you bless each and every person today. May you, uh, whatever special needs they have, uh, may you pour out your blessings abundantly on them, their children, their families, um, and may you receive all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.